this is episode 66 of the Gamer Sushi Show. In this week's episode, we talk about Bioshock Infinite, Gears of War Judgment, Square Enix's CEO stepping down, and the reveal of Metal Gear Solid 5 and Battlefield 4. Hi, welcome to the Gamer Sushi Show. I'm Eddie. I'm Jeff. I'm Anthony. And I'm Mitch. And we are doing a podcast about video games. Episode Hooray. 66 of, of the podcast. Yes, this fact. is episode 66. So we're cast. Th- well, not quite. You're about Almost. 600 off. <laughs> so, what about 600 episodes? Uh, How long Kim do you think it would take cast. us to get 666 episodes of this cast done? <laughs> I will quit long after website we have all long lost interest. before that happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, hold on. Let's figure out how long has it taken us to get from 1 to 66. You just multiply that by 10. Like three years or something, right? I mean, because we were doing Pod- a really bad job of podcasting for a while, remember? For a while. Podcast- I mean, we, we were so- like, we were getting one-star reviews because we weren't podcasting enough. Yeah. Well, no, we-, we took like a seven-week break or oh, something. Oh, it was longer than that. There was like a six-month break. Oh, no, we yeah. Still take, we still take breaks, breaks. There's, there was during like the summer. Week breaks and month breaks and... We still take breaks during the summer. Okay, the first podcast was done. Wow. Okay, May fifth, two thousand ten. So Holy shit. <laughs> I forget that Gamer Sushi has that long of like a, a life. So space. basically, another ten years. So well, no, you got to multiply it by ten. So thirty um, before we hit episode six hundred and sixty-six. I can't make the cast tonight. I'm going to bed early. Actually, I'll be waking up right about that time. So that's perfect for me. Yeah, yeah you don't even have to move anywhere. On the lunar Hold on a second. Hey, you kids, get off my lawn. <laughs> Anthony, you could just that. stay in Florida. You don't even have to move anywhere to retire. I don't have to move a goddamn show. Florida will be falling into the ocean by then. <laughs> Man. I'll live on the moon with the rest of the Canadians. Oh, shit. That was a secret plan. Mm. You're, okay, forget I said it. <laughs> Who's talking? All going. Okay, so it would take us that long to get to 666. Here's the thing. I wish we had a beginning intro game like we did with Resident Evil 6. It gave like a nice like, hey, here's, we're just starting our cast. Yeah. You know? We don't have that. We need a segment. What's a segment? Listeners, uh, suggest we, a segment and we'll do it. I'm lying. Like, <laughs> yeah, that could, that could backfire. <laughs> we are in no way obligated to do anything that you suggest, by the way. Listeners. Do whatever you want. We we won't Whoa. listen. <laughs> I'm far away. <laughs> yeah. So I think we've learned the perils of dedicating six minutes every cast to a game that ultimately ends up disappointing. Oh, oh I know. That's true. Six it minutes is a- SimCity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what says? Speak on SimCity. Your yeah. town is still fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I still have only played two hours of Resident Evil Six, and I'm the only one of us who even touched it. We talked about it for longer than I've played it. <laughs> did you see my my tweet to SimCity today? They said, like, you know, fill in the blank. What did you name your town? Your first town? And I went, unplayable. And I think they didn't like that because they didn't retweet it. Oh, shit, son. I know. I burned them good. Oh, yeah. Now they're going to repent. Release SimCity 0.5. They already did. They already released SimCity 0.5. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this week, there's there's actually quite a bit of gaming news to talk about. Um, but before we get to all that, um, we're going to talk a little bit about the biggest news is, is that Bioshock Infinite came out um, yesterday. And it is wonderful. 
it's probably good that we didn't do six minutes about Bioshock Infinite because it turned out pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I caved and mm-hmm. purchased the game after Even saying you I are would. a long-established Bioshock hater. I don't hate Bioshock. <laughs> it just didn't, you know, it just didn't grab you. That's what you said. Like, yeah, I played for, I played for, I didn't play super long. I think I got, I don't remember how far I got. And you're talking about the original Bioshock. Like, yeah, you, yeah. Ne- you never touched Bioshock 2 because it's more, no. more Bioshock. Yeah. So, and I got into it and like, I liked the atmosphere. Like I could see, like, it was one of those things where like, I see why people love this, but I just, it was like pulling teeth to like get me to play it. And so then I just never finished it. And, but I, Adam Sessler's video review convinced me to purchase the game on Tuesday and I am glad I did. I played it for about an hour tonight, and I am already pretty amazed. But I, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. I, I'm not very far into it, so yeah, I'll and, let. And I'm, I'm not. I'm not that much for. I think Anthony is the furthest of the three I of us. I played, played the it. game for four or four and a half hours total. Yeah. I All played right. it. I played about. I'm gonna th- check out for this entire thing, by the way. <laughs> uh, Mitch will will. I don't know. Just wander back in in like ten minutes. <laughs> sound sound the moose horn when you need me again. <laughs> Um, all right, so now that Mitch is gone, um, he spells. Thank God. <laughs> uh, no, so I'm about three hours in, uh, and it took me about two hours before I met Elizabeth. Um, yeah, that's probably about right. Well, yeah. No, I think I, I, I lingered longer than you because I met her and then helped her. We, you know, we got out of her the little tower or whatever, and then that's where i stopped like right after that and that was okay. about three hours i'm actually so. a little bit yeah I'm, I'm a little bit further than you are then oh no that's where i stopped last night today i'm oh, okay. um okay. today i stopped when i was going into a place called the hall of heroes okay so yeah so i mean first off i'm running it on ultra again which is so much fun <laughs> like being able to to turn all those dials to max and it it just like runs like butter um that's that i i, I totally admit that i i like fully enjoy the fact that I have a, a PC that can do that. Um, so it's so funny, like PC master race. Yeah, Sorry, I know. That, was, that I know. was in Nick's absence. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, a gorgeous game. And one of the things I really love about it is that um, it's stylized. The characters aren't like realistic. The, yeah. Well, I, they're realistic enough, but they're not that mm-hmm. like carbon copy. They have to look exactly human realistic. They're not on Canny Valley or anything. Yeah. Like yeah. That. yeah. They're they actually like, they're stylized in, in sort of almost a car- cartoonish way, but not like an unrealistic cartoonish way. Hey, I'm going to say real quick, I'm going to cut you off okay. just to, because I don't have a whole lot to say about this. Uh, it's, it's already one of the most gorgeous games I've ever looked at. Oh yeah. Because I'm I'm playing on PC also, and I can't run everything at quite at ultra, but like, it it's like not just because of like graphical fidelity or uncanny valley anything like the art style, like art just design, the, yeah. the, the art design on is PS3, it's, and I'm it's, just mesmerized by everything I see. Yeah, like I think it's gonna be one of those timeless games that you can look back and like the screenshots have not done the game justice even, even though the screenshots have been amazing. Like seeing the game in motion, like I've just mm. been I was blown away. Like the first when you step out from like the baptism stuff and step out into Columbia, I've just stopped and I look at everything. Oh yeah, okay. like the fact that the, Keep going. the buildings were like float like I knew it was a floating city, but the fact that the buildings float independently and like move and interconnect and stuff like that, that's it's just great it looks looks great and when you sorry i'll let you go right back to it jeff but like when you first step off the elevator and it's like all the candles and yeah. water god Music. Almighty, I like so there's there is so much 
specific detail in the game. Like yeah. every every character you walk past, like half the time they're they're talking to themselves. Like you know, you'll you'll walk past characters saying prayers, and I would I would stop and listen yeah. to them. Yeah. Like, I, I walked up in front of everybody, saying, "Are you going to say something? Are you going to yeah, say something?" Yeah, yeah. And they all look alike. They all have the same face. And, and they they well they they turn and watch you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, when you're when when the baptism thing's happening and all of them are looking at you, it really freaked me out. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, there's music every like there's incidental music everywhere. There's radios playing it, and it's it's just. Yeah, I heard the barbershop quartet singing. God oh, that voice. that was like. Okay. And like, I was trying to find where the music was coming from because I couldn't. I find sat the there and watched them. Oh, you could see them. I couldn't figure out yeah. where the music yeah. was coming. Yeah, from. there's a sign. Yeah, and, they're, and on they, a they, and they, yeah. they're on a ship. They're yeah, on a ship, and they float. Yeah, they, the ship I think was passing by, and I couldn't hear because I was like running around, like I hear you, but I don't know where you are. <laughs> no, I loved the God because that was. I kind of wish that I could have played this game with like no foreknowledge whatsoever because I feel like mm-hmm. that moment I would have been like. Okay, there is something going on here. Do you remember when we heard um, about the thing where she opens up a thing and you hear um, "Tears for Fears" and then you see like "Revenge of the Jedi" on a marquee? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I think I, I remember that. But yeah, well, yeah. That's, that was the that's when I emailed you guys last night and said this game just gave me chills. Like, yeah, that I literally like had goosebumps. It was such a powerful moment. Nice. Well, see the the cool thing about God the God only knows moment is that if you look at the sign for the barbershop quartet it says the yes. music of tomorrow today tomorrow today yeah what the, the god can we just talk about the fact that like <laughs> this game like there's so many questions like you it's so funny because like you first walk in and you're like this place is weird and then like there's multiple moments throughout the game even like earlier when i was playing it tonight i was like i think it's gonna get weirder from here on out and it just keeps getting stranger but well like, so so you just made me think of my absolutely most favorite part of the game so far mm-hmm. the man and woman who give you upgrades oh my god they're my favorite characters they're oh, so good I, I haven't i haven't met the, i haven't met these people they're, they're, the, they're, they're the couple they're, they're the, the couple that you that, out at the beginning yeah so so that man and woman having a conversation while they drop you okay. off. Okay, so that, that's what I thought because I came through the – I did the possession thing, went through the gate, and then they did the coin flip. Yep. And I was like, are these the people that rode me up? Yep, it's the same people. Okay, that's cool. And that's who I'm talking about. Those those people yeah. keep showing up, and mm-hmm. every time the conversation is so weird and yeah. so cool. It's it, it's like – Yeah, did you, did you see the, his back that it was like all heads? Like he had the, the, the tally? Yeah. Of like heads or t- it was on his back. It was like all heads. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, like – that that is some of the best writing I've I've heard in a video game ever. Just those yeah. scenes between those two characters where I'm just like, what? There's so much, like, they're so well characterized, and there's so much going on in those moments, and they're giving you fucking upgrades. You know, yeah. it's, it's like one of those th- things where they're having a conversation, and it's not meant to necessarily give you exposition or whatever. Like, you know, like, well, we have to t- we have to drop names and tell the character. Or- you know, tell the player all this, you know, stuff, whatever. They're talking like real people would talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. And they have their own agendas and you don't know what they are. Right. I have no idea. Like, they're helping me, but why? You know, and mm. they, they give you these, like, really obscure clues and stuff. Like, I just, oh, God. It's great. And I have to say, and I don't want to delve too deeply into this because it's a big part of it. But when you get to Elizabeth, uh, it gets even better like the, the the writing and the way she is portrayed and everything um is just like i think i have a new video game girlfriend now well so so have you noticed some of the she like so at one point i walked into a dirty bathroom and she went yes. ew 
Yeah. And, and then at another point, so like, we, I hope, you know, I'm not going to follow you in there. Yeah. In the yeah. Room. yeah. Or there's another part where, uh, I walked past guys that were smoking and she coughs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just little things like that. And it just, she's never just like tracking just you with her head. Mm-hmm. Um, she's looking around. She's, she's like, this is her first time in this world and she's exploring it. And she's like, she'll kind of run off a little bit and just go and explore things. And it's, you know, it's really realistic, and her, her characterization is portrayed uh, portrayed through her actions very well. And yeah, I mean, she she doesn't like you know tag along, and you don't have to. You know, it, one of the first things it tells you is that you don't have to protect her. Yeah, she takes care of herself in combat. Um, everything. I feel like, I mean, it's it's early for me to say I haven't spent all that much time with her, but I feel like this is the kind of thing that could be a, a game changer in terms of like the way characters are portrayed in video games mm-hmm. um if they want to put this much time and effort into it which of course they won't because video game designers suck well <laughs> he, well here's the, here's the thing um so we're not going too far and we're probably going to stop right. this conversation pretty soon because we haven't played the game very long and we'll have lots more to say about it in, uh, mm-hmm. next week i'm sure um but just in terms of like game design i wanted to bring up a couple of things real quick like the writing the way they immerse you in this world is is amazing because they don't sit there and like give you this whole like prologue and tell you all these things that you need to know about this world they just dump you in it and then they through listening to the prayers and listening to whatever you get the sense of like okay i'm in this america that i'm in this it's like america has been turned into a religion Religion. you know and and you get that sense just like especially when you wake up from the baptism and you see the statues over you and they're doing a prayer about them and and so it's like the, the writing is is incredible um, but then like just in terms of the design, the tutorial that you don't even, re- I didn't realize it was a tutorial till I had fired my like third thing. And I was like, Oh, I'm in a tutorial. Like, <laughs> and I smiled so big because it was like, you don't even like, like Mitch, I know you're tuning out, but you, you walk through a fair and yes, like, you can just, yeah. you can play games. Like yeah, you can play like I, games and, and win prizes. Like a, and like stuff a shooting gallery. Way. So yeah. look, this is how you shoot. And so, yeah, they're teaching you how to do all these things. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm being tutorialized. <laughs> You're being tutored. Um, yeah, it, like, it even teaches you, like, um, a vigor. And, but it's all optional. You could just walk past yeah. those and not even use yep. them. Yep. So that's the fun. Like, really, I'm really impressed already with the writing it is, and the, the design The world is immediately it. gripping. Like, the minute you get there, you're like, I want to know so much about this place. And, it, because, and like, like you mentioned, Eddie, like, how it doesn't tell you like the backstory of Columbia before you get there or whatever. So you want to walk around and explore to yes. find out about it. Yep. You want to learn. They give you the incentive. Mm-hmm. When I've yeah. been looking at listening to all the, I, most of the time in games, I don't really listen to the kind of like audio files you can pick up. Like mm-hmm. I'll play them, but I won't really, but this, like I've been listening to the Voxoscopes, staying away from people. So that I don't have other conversations. Yes, I'm exactly. missing. Yeah. I'll just sit there. I usually run around while doing it, but I'll stay yeah. still because I don't want anyone else to like their dialogue to interfere with what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, I, I, like I said, I don't want to talk too long because we really don't have that much to say. But in the next couple of weeks, we'll have all played more. Um, I'm, so gl- Mitch, I'm glad you that, it's so far that you resisted, Mitch. <laughs> no, I am hating my life right now. <laughs> actually, I, listen, I'm, I'm, I like I've always loved the design of it. I'm actually really glad. And the, Anthony, the reason I was giving you a hard time about spoilers, I don't really care about spoilers that much. Um, 
for anything. For me about this, it's more now, now that I've started to play it, it's more mm-hmm. that I've gone into this experience with nothing because I, because I wasn't that interested in it. I've right. watched like one trailer. So now I have like nothing in this experience. No, and, and I'm not trying to like, give any details. No, no, no. no. And, I, I, and I know you're not. It's just you get excited and you talk about something. And right now I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just, man, I know nothing about this experience. And like this is blowing my mind when I'm yeah, playing it's, it. It's one of those things like I, I even don't care about spoilers at all. And I don't want to know. And I've heard some people say, like, you can get spoiled on this and you wouldn't even have an idea of what they're talking about if they gave you, like, the, yeah. the ending of the game. But it doesn't matter. I don't want to know anything. Yeah. I'm, man, I'm already really impressed. And I've only gotten through, through the tutorial. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like, I've only listened to Adam Sessler's review and I'm impressed with the game. Like, <laughs> yeah. it just, as it just sounds like a transcendent experience. Week when I was, like, making all these jokes or whatever, like, as excited as I was, it's actually better than I thought it was going to be. Like, interesting yeah so, so mitch when are you gonna buy it no what mitch just talked about the transcendent experience thing like i'm sitting here playing it and adam sessler talked about how it's like one of the most enjoyable and then um zach minor from revision 3 also tweeted about that it's one of the most artful experiences he's had like in terms of like a video game medium and already i'm kind of in it i'm like i can already see if it even stays at this caliber and manages to tell its story like this all the way to the end i'm going to be really impressed mm-hmm. um but yeah, I'm already pretty impressed with it. You should so. get it, Mitch. Why didn't you like the first Bioshock? I think I just played it too late, and it felt mechanically very dated. I yeah. can see that. Yeah. So I mean, I like like Eddie said, like the atmosphere was cool and everything, but I got to like the first like boss, and I was mm-hmm. like, meh, no, I'm okay. <laughs> and I already knew like the twist and everything because I yeah, watched... see, I already knew, I already kind of knew the twist when I was playing. I was really excited about the game when it came out, and I bought it like the day it came out, and then. I started playing it and didn't grab me and I put it aside and played other things and by the time that the internet had blown up about, you know, would you, the, kindly? Would you kindly see Andrew Ryan. Yeah. And so I had kind of already knew about that and I was like, okay, I'll try to play it and I just couldn't push through it. Yeah, see, I didn't play it until it came out on the PS3 in 2008 um, and it was, uh, I was just still like, I, I, it was one of those like fun, like, like kind of Arkham City or, or you know, or even like this, like we just get immersed into it. Like it was, I just remember almost every moment of playing the first game. It was so great. Nice. So. Well, like I said, we'll have plenty more to say about it. Yes. Soon. You're not going to be able uh, to shut me up about this one for a while. Mitch, you should talk about Gears of War Judgment a little bit. Do you think so? <laughs> I think you <laughs> yes. should. You played it instead of Bioshock. So let's go from highbrow to lowbrow. I'm playing. Yeah. No, I, I mean, good. it is, it is actually pretty good. It is actually pretty good. Um, Sounds neat. Yeah, the main thing that they did with Gears of War, I mean, it's mostly the same as Gears of War 3. The one thing that they changed was they added the declassified system, which you go through every level, and when you find, like, one of the Crimson Omen symbols, like, they're not hard to find. They're, like, big and obvious on the start of a chapter. If you hit that and accept it, it throws up, like, a a modifier for the level. Like, some modifiers are environmental. Like, if you go through a basement and you turn on declassified, then the entire basement will just be, like, choked with dust and you can't see more than two feet in front of you and just grubs with cleavers just run at you <laughs> or they'll cool, yeah or they'll turn on a thing where it's like uh originally you would have just faced like a horde of like basic boomers and grubs and stuff but if you turn on the thing then like you get hit with these new type of enemies which are basically like mini berserkers so you've got like 20 mini berserkers running at you in addition to the guys with like the shields and the mauls so that addition alone makes it pretty cool uh i've been enjoying it a lot it looks really really good i'd say it looks better than gears of war 3 even like you just come out and there's these yeah there's these huge vistas because it takes place in like the opening days of uh the war 
Uh, so so like, it's before everything's like completely like, yeah, it's before everything gets completely torn down and like they don't really know what the locusts are really. So every everything feels kind of like they're discovering it for the first time. So you get to go through all these. You're in the city called Halvo Bay, and you need to find some sort of missile to kill the main bad guy. The story is like not that great. Um, they even point out how stupid the story is at some points because you're like doing a trial in the middle of a war zone, and a couple times like the uh, the guys guarding the trial are like, "Hey, the locusts are right outside. We should leave." And then the guy doing the trial is like, "No, we're gonna have this trial." And the guy's like, "Are you kidding me right now?" <laughs> so the story is not great, but. Um, I lost my train of thought. What was I talking about before it's, that? It's, <laughs> it sure is pretty. Yes, it does look very nice. I was complaining about the story being dumb, and then I completely forgot where I was going before that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm enjoying it a lot, actually. Which I, It's kind of weird. The campaign has been really good so far, but I hear the multiplayer is pretty lacking. I'll probably try it out, but you only have four maps to start, and it's human-on-human human instead of human-on-locust. Really? That's not the way God... Yeah. That can, and there's no horde mode. Yes, and that's there's no, the worst. Like especially yeah. after the huge success that was horde mode in years three. I know they have the new mode, but it's, yeah, they've they've got overrun, which is kind of like a combination of beast and horde. But I mean, gears done. gears was built on horde mode, man, or at least gears two was. It was. I mean, I really enjoyed gears three, except for that stupid final boss battle. But uh, horde mode in gears three was like one of the that's some great memories I had with you guys doing that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I I played more horde mode than I think I played of the the game just playing with you guys. So yeah. I didn't even get to play it that much. So. Yeah, it's kind of um, weird that they took it out. I hear they did some things with the multiplayer to try to make it a little bit more accessible to, um, you know, pe- like not casual people, but people who couldn't Dirty get into casuals. it. Jerks. Yeah, yeah, people who couldn't get into it because of the um, I don't know, obtuse way of like, oh look, the shotgun does this and kills everybody. You know, basically the frustrations I had with Gears as multiplayer in previous games, I hear they fixed some of that. Um, yeah. Have you tr- you haven't tried it yet, though? No, I haven't tried it out. I'm I'm going to because Gears multiplayer has always been good. Uh, if you can get it on the ground floor, if you wait like a couple months, then like the game has changed to the point where you're like basically have no chance because it's just people bouncing off walls with shotguns and everything. But yeah, yeah, that's what they said they tried to, I guess, address. Well, let yeah, me know what it, you think. Yeah, I will. It just seems kind of weird that they were like. They only gave you four maps, and they already started selling the season pass before the game came out. Four maps is like that's um, inexcusable. They're definitely microtransactioning that. Yeah. So I don't know, but the the campaign like crappy story that caused me to lose my train of thought aside uh, is really good. <laughs> it's a lot of fun in co-op to just have these level modifiers on, and just you've got like dozens of enemies running at you and you're barely holding on and you're screaming at your partner to come and res you while he's trying to fend off an attack from like six dudes or like you're moving through a base and like the wind is blowing so hard that it throws all your shots off and you can't move in a straight line the stuff they did to try and like shake up the combat encounters is really cool that's cool does it does it feel different than the other ones in terms like you know like halo 4 just it just felt like a bungee game like does this one have that yeah, it just kind of feels like Epic made it instead really? of yeah, because like so people, people can, can fly. Yeah, instead of people can fly. Like I guess that speaks well to it that they were able to ape Epic Games so effectively. It just it just feels like uh, a Gears of War game with a little little something on top. Very cool. I, yeah, if it was if it was if it had horror mode, I might have said like okay, I'll buy it when it goes on sale or something. Yeah, you I'm know, honestly surprised but... it's like a full price release. I could have seen this coming out for forty dollars. 
Really? But but Microsoft charged full price for ODST, so yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I still haven't finished three, so I'm probably not. <laughs> you know, I I I'll, I I guess I enjoy the Gears games when I get around to playing them. It was really only the first one that I was. You know, I think I waited way too long to play the first one, but. Two still stood up when I played it, and I was enjoying three when I was playing it. So. Yeah, Judgment actually comes with a free download code for the first Gears of War, so I'm going to see how cool. that, that holds up. Like, I don't know, like a whole generation later. <laughs> oh, geez, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. I played it a few years back when I first got my 360 from Eddie, and um, I still liked it. It was, it was a little rough around the edges, but I think it still was fun. The second one was a big leap, though. I was like, oh, I yeah. like this one a lot better. Man, yeah, the Gears of War came I just, out. I just, that's yeah, when I dude. remember thinking, like, oh, this is this is it. This We're in the next gen now, you know? Yeah, that was a game that, like, sold me on the next generation because I went to a friend's house and he had it and I couldn't go back home and play my Xbox. I was, like, done. <laughs> I had to get a 360 in Gears of War. Man. Memories. Memories. <laughs> Memories. Yes, there we go. Now we're talking about boobs. Mm. That's cool. Yep. Boobs. Yep, it's true about nearly every podcast, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> nice, um, but yeah, so that's Gears of War Judgment. Like I said, we'll have more to talk about Bioshock Infinite. Um, other things people are playing. I'm playing a lot of Counter Strike Go right now, which is weird. Are you just like going out there playing solo, meeting up with random, like <laughs> hooking up, hooking up, <laughs> no, it's, cruising, it's going, going dirty? Cruising. It's me, <laughs> Call my singles in your playing. area tonight. <laughs> It's me and my brother, and we've been playing Arms Race. Oh, okay. Like, not even, like, the actual Counter-Strike mode that I've been playing for years. Like, it's like the gun game mod, essentially, where it's like you start with a pistol, and you kill somebody, and then you get the next pistol up, and then kill somebody, and get the next pistol. And, like, it's just a constant death match. Um, and then you win by getting up to a knife kill. Like, you get, like, through all these crazy guns, and you have to get a knife kill at the end. Um, but yeah. we've been playing that, like, nonstop, and it's super addictive. But, yeah. So that's probably going to end up with the power rankings in April. We need to play some Mass Effect 3 multiplayer on PC, guys. I'm just saying. Yes, yeah. now that I, I downloaded it. it um, and hopefully I can download Tomb Raider soon, too. And I can, can talk run y'all through some gold matches yeah. with my Krogan Vanguard. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Did you did you play the game? Like, did you play the game already on PC a lot? Or I thought you played it on, on Xbox, man. Mitch? He did both. Mitch is crazy. Okay. He's crazy. Well, okay, Mitch so... I got it on Xbox, and then I played a bit with you guys, and then my friend has it on PC, and it was on sale for, like, $15, and I was like, okay, I will play on PC with you now, because I am crazy. Mm-hmm. Did I, I guess I mentioned that um, I downloaded a mod for uh, 1 and 2 that gave it gave them high resolution uh, you're such a textures. pc gamer now jeff dude it was well it was funny <laughs> like I, I i loaded up mass effect one just to, to see how it looked and for some reason and i don't remember it being like this on 360 but maybe it wasn't as good in the first one but like the doctor's uh outfit in particular was just giant blocks of pixels it, it looked awful and i and hear I, that garris's face is like super bad on the PC version of Mass Effect. Yeah, I don't know what they did, but so yeah, I, I I was actually surprised at how easy it was to mod. There was a post in the the Bioware forums where a the whole guy new world, <laughs> don't you dare close your eyes. <laughs> Back in the you know, Halcyon days of PC gaming, man, where everything was moddable and there was no always online. Yeah, Ugh, makes me a little misty. Well, but that, that's that's the thing. Like all I had to do to mod no it was one down to tell us no where to go. Sorry. It's a whole new world for you, Jeff. Are you done? Okay. I'm done. 
You actually sounded pretty upset. <laughs> <laughs> you mad, bro? You mad? Um, no, I downloaded this this app called TextMod, and then just downloaded the the mod files. And all I have to do to mod it is just run the app, and it's it's it, there. You go, works fine. Um, and it was funny because the 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 forum post also talked about like it might slow some stuff down. But I didn't even no- notice any problems. I think the post was maybe like not on my PC. Not on my PC. It was. I think the post was maybe like one or two years old. So it's possible that like this stuff. And also, he was talking more about like Mass Effect Two slowing down. So mm. anyway, yeah. Uh, so it, it it is funny that I now own all three on on PC. But I I I had already sold the first two. So. <laughs> I I've been doing. I've done this with a couple games. Not too many, but I've definitely rebought some games on pc when they were on sale like, it's kind of wild to go from like the console version to the pc version and just see how much better they look yeah yeah uh sometimes controls have been an issue on the pc like the controls for the assassin's creed on pc are pretty terrible and you're not using a gamepad uh i i have a program called pinnacle profiler that lets yeah. me um <laughs> remap keys but it doesn't work very well with assassin's creed mitch got to hear me uh bitch (laughs) constantly when we were trying to do mass effect 3 oh with the keys with the keys because it doesn't do um gamepad support itself you have to do the pinnacle thing yeah and um so it was a whole lot of like oh hold on let me try that and like the person who mapped it mapped it completely insane where like left bumper was to cover and like the a button was instead of a button being cover a was to like shoot your powers out and this and that so i right. didn't know anything that was going on and we were doing like on a silver or we were doing it was a silver match that we did yeah it was, it was doing a silver match yeah it was a silver so i was like way underpowered and like basically i was just trying to like bench was like stand in a corner i don't even know how to stand in a corner with these stupid controls yeah. and then eventually i got it like remap the controls myself or whatever but i was sitting here like i'm a console gamer fuck this i'm only using like i'm only playing like strategy games on pc now it seems was, wild like, to me that pc games don't have just controller support considering they're usually made for the console well yeah first. and i and i, I yeah, some up, do and the I mean, mass Effect, infinite does right off the bat yeah right yeah and I looked it up, and the Mass Effect team was like, "We just ran out of time and money." I'm like, "You're fucking EA." Well, but all like all three of the Mass Effect games don't like none of them support gamepads. That's stupid. You would you would think that that by the third yeah. one they would be like, "All right, guys, you can have gamepad now." Yeah, like look, if a guy at home on his computer can like work out the controls for this and like and make yeah, it work surely. then you can just put one intern in a corner for six months and <laughs> say by the time we release the fourth dlc we'll have it up yeah uh pinnacle game profiler is pretty handy it's just a matter it was of helpful, yeah yeah sometimes you do have to completely rework whatever psychopath mapped the keys before <laughs> God, you. it was like <laughs> stupid i kept telling mitch i'm like oh this button does this and he's like what <laughs> yeah, this advertisement brought to you by pinnacle game controllers pinnacle game <laughs> If only they would sponsor us. Womp. On that note, <laughs> we're going to move out of uh, gaming stuff and talk about news, which, like I said, there's a lot of news um, going on this week. Uh, the first one is a very serious item, judging by the headline here, that Square Enix is in fucktown. That sounds like a great place to be, actually. I don't know if that's exactly where they are. So, no, it's, basically, it's the bad, bad kind of fuck. Oh. <laughs> so, basically, what happened with Square Enix... Um, What's his face? Why am I blanking on his name? Wada? Iwata? No, Iwata's Nintendo. Okay. Yeah, Iwata's Nintendo. So it's Wada, right? 
I think so. No, no dude. Can, the, I know this. No, dude, I know this. Wada, Wada owns a junkyard on Tatooine. Shut up. <laughs> yes, you're, it's you're, it's, Wada, it's Yochi Wada. You're right. Yochi, yeah, I was like. I was like, I'm close. I'm close. But yeah, so you actually want to step down um, as the president of Square Enix. Um, I look at this as good news. It could be. It. Um, I was reading some things be any worse. where people were talking about how that what they see is there's probably going to be a new focus on freemium stuff from Square Enix, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Interesting. Um, but yeah, so he stepped down because the company is doing so badly, but... Jeff, what are the what is the big reason that they cited as why they're doing so terrible? Well, well, one of the reasons was one that reasons. that that Tomb Tomb Raider sales weren't to expectations, despite the fact that if you Google Tomb Raider sales, all of the articles talk about how it sold like a million copies in two days. It's sold total worldwide three point four million, according to Square Enix's like statements and financial. Documents right, they right. So, along with this announcement that the guy was resigning. Yeah. So, despite the fact that it's like wildly critically successful, um, it sold 3.4 million copies in less than a month. Um, it wasn't enough for whatever problems they have, which yeah. is not the or game's that they fault. Had, that they had, that they had projected it to sell so much. Like, like stuff like this makes me hate like the gaming industry, like just mm-hmm. so much, and makes me worry about the future, like. It's like this is why titles get more and more similar because everyone wants to sell 10 million copies of something. And they, instead of adjusting their budgets and and fixing their inefficiencies, they just say, well, let's just spend $100 million and sell 10 million. <laughs> well, yeah, like, I, that's I the thing. Like, what, what do you, what do you want to bet that the reason their projections were higher than 3.4 million was that they probably spent way too fucking much yep. to make the game? Yep. I mean, yeah. it's it's like I feel like with Tomb Raider, it you get it there on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Um but still, there has to be a cheaper way to make games that good. Yeah, it's weird. It's like games games have. I, I said this in, in our email chain that games have this like obsession with Hollywood. You know, like every time Call of Duty comes out or a Halo comes out, they always talk about like the most successful entertainment whatever of all time because you know it made uh, money or whatever um, comparatively like, to like other hours of pop as opposed yep. to a movie. And so it's like they're, they're obsessed with Hollywood, and in, in a way they've kind of turned into that terrible tentpole release. You know what I mean? Like mm. tentpole release, like everyone needs an Inception or a Dark Knight every year or an Avatar. Right, um, yeah. If- and they put, the, they put everything on it um, and just spend everything on it. And um, it, it's, it's a huge problem, I feel but, like. But it seems like every game, every game is a tentpole. But, like that's the thing, like... Yep, there are a lot of tent poles for movie studios, but they do make smaller movies. It does yeah, happen. Well, well, and the, they make smaller movies, but then also like the 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 barrier of entry for going to a movie is much lower than a video game, and so people can go to go to several <laughs> movies a year, but people don't buy that many games every year. Yeah. Um. So it's it's just weird to me that they would have expected the game like Matt. The first Mass Effect sold four million copies, like, and it was a hit. So. Three million copies is like a successful game, so it's crazy to me that they expected it to do any more than it did this qu- yeah. like that quickly. Like right. what? It it just drives me crazy because it was the same thing with Dead Space Three that it, that hit under their projections, and it's like, what are you people smoking? That like every yeah, game know, has to be this runaway success before bills. it's successful. Yeah. yeah. Well, so the it's, one thing that I'm kind of wondering about Bioshock Infinite is that like all of the pre-order deals for Bioshock Infinite were really aggressive. Like every site you went to, true. 
you could get a free copy of XCOM and like a bunch of credit. And it was all over the place. And I have to wonder if that wasn't partially them being like, okay, we need to really, really go. Let's get ahead of this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I, I feel like it was always going to sell well, but it seems like they really like wanted to make sure people bought it immediately. If it doesn't sell really well, like I'm gonna be really like just disillusioned with all with the whole video game industry. You may you may not like hear me talk about games for like a month. I'll be depressed. <laughs> like th- this game of all games should mm. sell really well because I mean, what else do you want from a video game? Yeah. I mean, judging by my friends list on Steam, every single person. Yeah, playing. <laughs> it's like a lot of people bought this game. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so. basically, like, while I was playing it tonight, every single person that I'm friends with jumped in and played it at some point. So. I mean, th- to me, this feels like the, like, like the Halo 3 of, like, PC games. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it was like, I remember when Halo 3, like, any Halo game comes out, and you look at your friends list on Xbox. Like, that's all it is. And that's all it is. And that's what I feel like for this game, you know, that, like, my whole friends list is just lit up with, like, green playing in-game Bioshock Infinite. Mm. But getting back to... um the Square Enix thing, like, you know, like you said, not every game has to be a tentpole triple A title. Why can't you, like, sometimes they make a horror movie, Hollywood will make a horror movie for $20 million or, or $5 million. Like, the Saw movies cost, like, $4 million to make, and it makes that back in the first day. You know, like, make games smaller. Maybe if you want charts, it doesn't have to be, like, 10, 12 to 15 hours. Make, like, a, this is a six-hour game. It cost us a quarter of the cost of a triple a title and it's 40 bucks here you go you know, i want like to see more episodic i want to see more episodic games like yeah. I, I i feel kind of like uh because you you had discussed your your desire to have more like standalone dlc mm-hmm. I, yeah. I i think it's kind of the same same way i'd like to see more episodic games maybe that tie into known known quantities perhaps yeah that'd be a good way they've they've done that a little bit with like um there was the that first ratchet and clank game uh quest for booty i think it was called um it was like 15 dollars. it was about a three-hour game um and it was good it was a fun it was like a little miniature ratchet and clank adventure it was great the the infamous festival of blood Mm. the red dead redemptions undead nightmare they've done things like this and i think all of those have been moderately successful um why isn't this happening more you know like now there's talk of like a new far cry standalone possible dlc thing I, we don't know if that'll be a full price thing or not i got but so like, excited about that when i heard about that earlier tonight yeah, guys that so awesome. so so podcast listeners if you haven't heard this there's this rumor that there's going to be a game called far cry 3 blood dragon where you fight dragons mitch what was the name you came up with far cry rim there you go mm-hmm. there it is and and as soon as mitch mentioned that i was like well fuck i sold it <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah but, that was my thing too but yeah but jeff it's standalone but jeff it's standalone so like my dick. They will take my oh, money if oh. it is, like if it's definitely standalone. They will take my dick. Oh wait, <laughs> wait, money. what? <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Jesus Christ! We just like to throw our monies at the screen, not anything else. Yeah. Do you need to skin your dick to make a new bag? Oh. Far Cry Three. This is <laughs> this is off the rails. This is not where I wanted this to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Square Enix. Back to Square Enix. Please back God. to the people who are getting dicked. Okay. Um. So. I think that I think you're right. This could this this could be someone is just dying. Just um, <laughs> Jeff, yeah. Um, no, I think this could think be a good could thing. Square Enix has been be. on the wrong track for a while. Get some new blood in there. Somebody they obviously know things are not going well for them. They're posting a, a really bad loss, and they thought they were going to have um, a gain. Um, so 
bring in a new guy. I hope it doesn't bode poorly for Tomb Raider in the future. Yeah. And they bring in John Ricitello because he's probably looking for work. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I, yeah, I they supposedly they had already like planned to make a sequel before the game was even released, but there's nothing saying that that couldn't get canceled if if things were bad enough. And there there is talk of you know they're going to do a Tomb Raider movie. They just announced today the studio one of the one of the many studios that helped make the Hobbit um, is going to partner up for the the Tomb Raider reboot. Um, so if they're still going forward to that, that's maybe a good sign. Well, yeah, um, and the the, re- the reboot is going to take cues from the the reboot from this, yeah, so. which is I think is smart. It's a good thing because I never even saw yeah. the old Tomb Raider movies because I didn't care about it. Um, but yeah, I just want to see this new whoever it is come in and you know maybe like do something wild and crazy. Go to a Western developer and say, pitch me a Final Fantasy game. You know what I mean? Like, think outside the box. Do something like synergy buzzwords you know whatever like i i would definitely like to see final fantasy games that don't take like 10 years to develop and, and end up like you know yes and, get, and 10 years to get past the the tutorial yeah <laughs> yeah uh fifteen. god <laughs> well, before before anthony rants we'll move on to some other uh some oh, other stuff but yeah the um phantom pain well, Phantom Pain has been announced uh, for some time, but nobody really knew kind of what it was. Although there was a strong, um, there was a strong correlation or hint that it was a Hideo Kojima game. Um, Metal Gear. Yeah, they even don't, don't make me sad. They even um, they even set oh, up like right, a fake sorry. company in what was it Sweden? Um, mm-hmm. That yeah, had supposedly Moby, developed Moby Dick Studios. Yeah, that had developed Phantom Pain, and the, the CEO. Was like this weird guy wrapped in bandages. Very strange. It was uh, really, really weird. And I think yeah. the games journalists who were bitching about it, like, what do you, like, come on, it's something different. It's something unique. Instead of just the usual, here's a trailer release and here's a, you know, a thing. Like, it, it was a very different way to announce a game, and they should be glad for the novelty of it instead of bitching about it. Well, here's the thing. They probably made a few more people stand up and take notice of the game because they announced it at what was it? Um, was it the Spike? Awards where they that first was on the, the first Phantom Pain, the first Phantom Pain yeah. trailer, and and it made me like the idea of a like as much as I love the Metal Gear franchise, the idea of a Metal Gear Solid Five doesn't really like ring my bell. But then when it was like Kojima Productions, like but then there was this Phantom Pain game, and I was like, ooh, and then like I kind of sat up and I was more interested. Um, and so the new they just released a new trailer, and it's Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain or whatever, and it the trailer is mostly footage that we've already seen. Um, I'm curious how these two games fit together. <laughs> um, yeah, because it's like Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes, that game they had mentioned before, and that's apparently like the prologue, and then then that the game is, the, the rest of the game is the Phantom Pain stuff. And is, is this, I'm very confused on this. I'm is really this confused Big about boss the timeline. I'm like, pretty sure it's Big Boss. Okay. That's what yeah, I thought. Because he's got the patch. But yeah, they keep referring I, to him as Snake in the, the 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 articles I've read or whatever. It's like they need to, like, please. I know it's confusing, guys, but they are two different people. Like, well, I, well I you can you can see Outer Haven like burning in the trailer, which oh, makes really? me think that it's Big Boss. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Do you think they'll go into some of that territory of like Metal Gear One? But yeah, I mean, well, and then also like I don't know. I'm just the the whole thing is very confusing. I I figured that. I mean, he was in a coma for nine years, according to this. Wouldn't that have mm-hmm. been mentioned at some point in any of the other games? You know, yeah. Big boss well, and also, he appa- also he apparently has a prosthetic hand now, yes, which never really like, came up what? before. 
Yeah, at the end of the trailer, he had the prosthetic hand, and I was like, what am I looking at? <laughs> I was very confused. <laughs> you are looking at Hideo Kojima pulling at George Lucas and going, you know what? Fuck canon. I'm making shit up. Did you? Wasn't there like a fiery like Pegasus or yes. something? No, it was a like, whale. He'd like no, no, there was two. There was, there, was fire, a, there was a there Pegasus, was a fiery too, Pegasus and a fiery like monster thing smashing oh, yeah. something out of the sky. And I I'm mean, like, what I is, watched. What are we? What? what? I watched. And then the like two seconds later, like, there's like Navy SEALs shooting people. I'm like, what is going on? I'm pretty sure I tripped acid today, because that's the only explanation for what I saw. Like. The, whatever like <laughs> okay so uh, even i'm a metal gear fan so i'm i'm okay with it even more baffling that's the thing you, you kind of get used to this carousel mm-hmm. um <laughs> being a metal gear fan you're like okay none of this makes all this is batshit insane that's fine i'm just gonna play a sneaking game but um the most baffling part of all this is that david Hayter will not be returning as the voice of solid snake or as a snake um Hayter. So it's Mitch. Mitch is. They hired Mitch to do it um, instead. Because I'm, I'm yeah. close enough. <laughs> it's really, it's really shocking. Like, it's weird to me that like, okay, for okay to me like that voice is like synonymous with those games. Like, if you're not gonna do it, just don't even have the character. Like, that's how strongly I feel about it. And so it's weird to me. It's like, okay, you had this chance because you ended four. Kojima's been saying he's gonna end this. You've had a chance just to like reboot and start another series, especially if you're not going to bring back the guy whose voice is like more tied to it than like any, pretty much like it'd be like changing Mario's voice <laughs> to me. You know what I mean? Like that's how iconic. I, I just feel like that he the, is tied with that. He should have just made a new IP or something like. Yeah, something. Why does just, it? Why, I mean, maybe he still wants to mess with the stealth thing, and he has stuff he wants to experiment that can only be done in context of the story. Well, of it's going to be open world whatever. now too. Yeah, but so yeah, you could have made an open world stealth game. You could have started fresh with your own and make a whole new crazy batshit philosophy mythology that we don't know about. Like, I just don't, I don't get it. Because I mean, I don't know if you guys have really ever looked at the games Konami releases. They don't release anything hardly anymore. Um, they mostly just release Metal Gear Solid games and like Castlevania. One other, a few years and ago. Castlevania. <laughs> but that's it. They don't release anything else. And Kojima has repeatedly said every time, this is my last one. This is my last one. And then they call him and they're like, hey, we need money. Can you make another Metal Gear? And apparently he always says yes or something. Like He goes and does some psychedelic drugs. and Yeah, co- goes and throws himself off a building, lands head first, wakes up and says, I have an idea. Yeah, so here's the thing. David Hayter wasn't even asked to be in Metal Gear Solid Five. Maybe he was a diva on the set. That's crazy to me. Where's my macchiato? <laughs> macchiato. <laughs> so I, I, I asked for no foam. It's gonna be it's gonna be really hard for me to like see what trailers if, and get into it without. What if he just doesn't the talk? Because <laughs> he's just silent. He's gonna be Gordon Freeman. <laughs> well, he he wasn't a coma. Maybe he forgot how to words. <laughs> forgot how to. Don't words. don't we all forgot how to words? Yeah. Snake, well, what if they what if they words. just use the guy who played Big Boss in Metal Gear Solid Four at the end? Press the action button to use words. That's what Otacon always says. Press the action button. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. It's weird to me that Kiefer Sutherland's in the trailer. It's just one of those weird things that's like what? Yeah, because that voice is so distinctive and. Well, yeah. and then also like most of the time they like pump if it's like a, a big star they kind of pump up that like so and so's in this game and like they do a thing about it and so even the first time the phantom pain trailer was released i was like Kiefer sutherland's in this game <laughs> what 
He's in Bank of America commercials. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's pretty disappointing about um, the Phantom Pain stuff. Did they say anything about a release date? And it's I not exclusive, I don't think, either. No, it's not. No, I, I, I think it's on everything, pretty much. If yeah, it was everything. exclusive to the PS4, I might have that might have done it for me. I might have been like, well, I'm getting a PS4. <laughs> Even with all the stuff that you just said about David Hayter. I know, I'm, but I, I love Metal Gear. I'm gonna well, the, play it. The alternative is always online, always connects. So PS4 yeah. is looking, looking pretty good. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's it's <laughs> nothing that I've yeah, heard about. Think, the, think about yeah. how awesome the install screens would be, like while you're installing it on your 720 in a Metal Gear game, because they're always funny and stuff like that. <laughs> so. That is true. You could smoke so many cigarettes and pretend so like so many cigarettes. But yeah, so they didn't give anything about a release date, like not this year. I mean, Kojima games take forever to come out, so um. it's a Japanese game, so it's at least five years from now. It's actually going to get canned and turn into Metal Gear Solid Versus Six. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man! Did, no. did Anthony just burst into flames? <laughs> it says the game is slated for PS3 and Xbox 360. No mention of next-gen platforms uh, as of yet. But I find it hard to believe from the trailer that it's that that's running on current consoles. It probably isn't in, in that trailer. Also, what the hell is the whole thing about Fox versus XOF? I was like, what are you doing, Kojima? Stop it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that, that he's whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm wondering when it's coming out. Oh, speaking of, uh, me and Nick were looking through video game releases. Have you guys looked at releases past, like, The Last of Us in May? No. Yeah, no. it's great. There's, there's nothing. What? No, there's Assassin's Creed 4 and... Assassin's Creed 4, okay. 4. Call no. of Duty, Battlefield, like... There's the blah stuff, like the normal stuff, but and and uh, Saint Tro Four is in August, but besides that, there's really it's not. I mean, there's got to be like launch titles that we don't know about yet, for right. sure. But it kind of excites me because I'm like, oh, this might be a year that I catch up on stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Until you buy a new console and you're screwed. Yeah. Launch years for new consoles are always rough. Yeah, so th- it might be a year that I can actually catch up on things looking at the calendar. Like it passed the Last of Us. There's really not that much stuff to be excited about. Which is yeah, one of the until, reasons I convinced myself to buy Infinite. I was like, well, I'm not buying many other games this year. Yeah, my uh, my plan um, is, well, I was, since I just got Tomb Raider on that good Amazon sale that was there this week, thank you for that. Um, I'm going to play Infinite, uh, play Tomb Raider and Nino Cooney, And then, like, April and May, there was nothing. And last yeah. of us didn't come out until June. So that's, like, two months I can, like, work on the backlog. You yeah. know, maybe take I gotta some clear time. up stuff from the Steam sale. I just realized last night how many games I still have that I haven't even like touched from the Steam sale. Oh, I'm never gonna play all those games from the Steam sale. It's just not gonna happen. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm try. Just, I'm gonna try maybe in those, those two yeah. months. I forgot I that I owned FTL. Yeah, I, I, I FTL haven't. FTL, and I forgot. I haven't oh, even. Yeah. I haven't touched XCOM, and I haven't touched FTL. I haven't touched Mirror's Edge, and I was like, that was one that I was like voting for to be like the deal of the day, <laughs> and I'm just like, eh. Now that you got it, yeah, you just now that you have it, that's all that, that matters. But yeah, after the last, yeah, one, I just, I, I just, I there's got nothing it. until Saints Row Four in August. Which, by the way, it's funny to me that Saints Row is coming out before Grand Theft Auto because usually it's like the cleanser. Oh yeah, Grand, 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 Grand Theft Auto. And there's Grand, Grand Theft Auto. Auto. We know that there's gonna be, Lightning Returns is gonna come out this year. Um, and also that Final Fantasy X HD thing or whatever. So there's a couple things in the fall, but really there's nothing too like critical you have to have. Yeah, like all so, those games are games, like like some of the ones we mentioned are games I'll probably play at some point, but probably not day one for very many. I feel like, you know? uh, like Saints I waited on Saints you know. Row 3. I waited um, and got a great deal. I think I got it for like 30 bucks when I waited a couple of months for it. Especially yeah. a game in August by around Christmas. That game's going to be... 
you're going to find all kinds of stuff like on either Steam sales or on Amazon, like gold box deals. If yeah, the you only wait. thing day one for me now is is The Last of Us. Everything else, I'm I'm going to just you know, play it by ear. I don't know. I'm pretty excited about Saints Row 4 after playing Saints Row 3. Oh, yeah, that's right. You kind of blazed through Saints Row 3 recently. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, that's true. Once the once the reviews start coming out for Saints Row Four, I'll be like, "Oh my god, I have to have it." Well, the the one nice thing is about the Gold Box deal, and I really like they did this with Tomb Raider. You could get the PC download version, so you, yes. they give you the option of Xbox, PS3, or download. And the download was actually the cheapest option. You I'm know, so it, sad I missed that price. I know, I know. But you, you'll, you'll, I'm hoping, you'll get... I hope, and Green Man comes through. Yeah, I think they will. But yeah, that's the thing. So so you say wait for a Gold Box deal. I could probably wait and get a decent. PC download deal, I'd, you know, I'd be cool with that. But we'll see. Like, I, I don't know. I paid full price for Infinite. I, I'm still hesitant. Like, I, I don't like paying sixty dollars for video games, but nobody does. Yeah, especially for a PC game that doesn't it doesn't do more work for you when you're done with it. You know what I mean? I, 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 I I'm less. Con- I am less concerned about trade-ins because honestly, I haven't been good about trading ins. Like, I got some good money for Far Cry Three, and that paid for most of Tomb Raider, but I haven't really traded in anything else for a while, and all the games I have left are worth like zero dollars. I have like yeah. Dragon Age two, <laughs> and uh, Final Fantasy thirteen, and uh, what else? Resident Evil six is worth like three dollars. Golly. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I, I have like a you know, I don't have. I actually have a pretty you know, a sort of dwindling supply of, of physical games, and I'm going to do my best to get rid of as many of them as possible, but... I think you might just need to huck those, man. Nobody wants shit like Dragon Age 2 and Resident Evil 6. Oh, Nobody no, I mean, Dragon yeah. I, I, I'm not going to... Well, that's the thing. Like, when I, when I sold Far Cry 3, I, I got rid of Dragon Age 1 because I have it on my computer, and I got, like, $2 for it, but I figured, you know, get it off my shelf. Might as well get rid of the physical thing if i can uh and if they just you know won't give me any money for it then i guess i could take it to like goodwill or something i don't know speaking of goodwill i saw that the battlefield 4 stuff was announced mitch you're the the battlefield fan here the big one what did you think of it i thought it was pretty cool you're like um, the only one, apparently. The games industry, like the games journal, is like all leapt in rebellion against it. Yeah, they all said it was like a huge waste of their time to go out and see Battlefield Four. Um, <laughs> they only revealed the single player, which is whatever. I mean, the bread and butter of Battlefield is always the multiplayer, but I yeah, guess they're holding that out. Doesn't like you can't put a great trailer around multiplayer, so that's why they always no. show single player. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. it looked really good. It was basically looked like Battlefield Three on steroids. Is basically how I would describe it. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. Um, it se- it seemed pretty good. I mean, it looked a- it looked better, but it l- played a lot like Battlefield Three played, like very scripted, linear stuff. There mm-hmm. was a lot of little changes that would only really matter to someone who plays Battlefield Three every night, like I do. <laughs> um, but I mean, it looked it looked cool. I want to hear more about it before I get too excited. They're already taking pre-orders though, so. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Well, yeah, here's the, I, did, here's what I, was did, weird. I didn't pre-order everybody. I didn't pre-order. Just in case. The thing I read about it, like they were pumping up real big that it's like this is gonna change the way we play video game and like all that kind of marketing speak. It's funny because like with Battlefield Three, they had to lean on the visuals. Not that not that like it was a bad game so much as that like that was their big thing. Like holy crap, look at how this game looks. So what are you? It's like what are they planning or doing for four that distinguishes it from three? You know what I mean? Because three was such like a graphical leap that that was the easy thing to see. You know. 
It's a really so. emotionally resonant experience, Eddie. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, that's kept, one of the talking points like they that. used. And then the yeah, the analysis I would read is just like, yeah, and then you just shoot a bunch of guys. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you sad and then there's there's bullets to the face. Yeah. It's uh, I love the emotional well, I mean, bullets the trailer, that people like, use. The bullets have frowns on them. See, here's the thing. I don't even <laughs> the trailer, want... trailer, you cut a dude's leg off. Like, <laughs> It's funny that people talk about like emotions all the time because it's like, I don't even want emotional experiences. I just want good ones. You know what I mean? Like, a game doesn't have to engage like my feels <laughs> to have a good story and be a good experience, you know? Yeah. So it's funny that that's like the big buzzword. It's like, we're going to make this an emotional experience, you know? Uncharted 2 is a great game, but it's not an emotional game. Mm. No. You know? Yeah, it's, um, it. I don't know. Basically, really, if they just if you make a great character and you can just make people care about the character, then that's how you have an emotional experience. You know, make me care what this character goes through and what this character feels like. If you just like put up a blank slate, um, but then like put him through hell, eh? I don't really care. You know what I mean? Well, and, and also, I, like that's one of the things that I'm glad about um, Infinite is that the main character isn't a blank yes. slate. I was just yes. about to say that, like he's actually. I really like. He, he started talking, and I was like, "Whoa!" And you it's know. it's done so well that it was one of those things that I was like, I feel like after this game, you can't make. I don't want to say can't because like and you know anybody can do anything they want, and they could always do it in a way that's very different. But it's going to be hard for somebody to make a first person shooter like this with a, a silent protagonist. I um, I feel like and expect to have like. Um, Basically, like it feels like a bygone era. Silent, kind of silent protagonist is is a, a thing I think needs to die. It is my least yeah. favorite thing in modern gaming. Like, well, and it's it's funny, especially like everyone always hails Half Life Two and stuff for that. And it's just one of those things that, like, when I was playing it, you know, it just felt like, huh. Well, <laughs> you the, know thing, I mean? the like, thing about Half Life Two, I want to hear what Gordon Freeman has the, to say well, about the, this. The yeah. thing about Half Life Two and the Portal games is that they're commenting on that trope. They're undermining it, so that's why, like, that's why people, you know, they have characters that are like, "Oh, you just don't say much, do you?" Like, they call it out, yeah. and 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 make it like, you know, they give you explanations for why that is. I I, I feel like you know, Valve is the only <laughs> game developer that's managed to get away with that, and really, they're they're you know running out of rope on that one too. Like, I I I, I, I feel like another Half Life game can have well. Another Half-Life game can continue to have a, a, a silent Gordon Freeman, and, and Portal will probably continue being silent. Uh, I know everybody makes a big deal about um, Alex and Half-Life, mm. um, and, and Gordon, and I guess their relationship. That's something I always hear a lot about. Um, but I don't know. I feel like I haven't finished it yet, so I don't want to like jump the gun. But if it continues to be as good as it is, the relationship between Booker and Elizabeth has potential to sort of show why that like you say, like the silent protagonist is needs to go away because this will like, sort of take that to its logical conclusion. You know what I mean? I follow um, Robert Boyd on Twitter, and Robert Boyd is the guy that did um, the new Penny Arcade RPG, or he's one of the guys behind it. Um, and so he he basically did a thing where he said that um, Bioshock Infinite. He's like, it's not as good as the Hive, whatever. But he described it as he's like, it's basically Bioshock to with Alex Vance and better gameplay. And I was like, I think you just described what would be a lot of people's like really favorite game. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's what it sort of feel like, feels like to me. Oh goodness. 
Oh, a beard has joined. Wait, is it still going on? We're about to end it. Yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, on that note, I guess we will end the podcast. We really weren't. We really didn't have anything else to talk about. No, that's pretty much it. I, w- I definitely wanted to make sure I brought in the battlefield stuff for Mitch there. Oh, thanks, buddy. Even though I really had nothing to say about it. Oh. oh. <laughs> what else is new? Well, now I'm sorry. What else it, is new? Yeah. Eddie, that's mean. No, it's not. No, yes, it's it not. is. Okay. I'm going to give your mom a fan- phantom pain. Ooh. Whoa, dude. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Too far, Mitch. Too far. Do you Itch. think phantom pain refers to the fact that he lost an arm and he has, like, phantom limb pain? I guess so. Oh, I why does he have really a prosthetic like... arm? Because well, nanomachines. It makes that's zero that's sense. Right. Everything is no. nanomachines. He eventually gets so many prosthetic replacements that he becomes Raiden. <laughs> no, shut up. That's gonna be the ending. <laughs> be the ending. Um. By the way, did you guys see the trailer for Broken Age? Um. No. What, what is Broken Age? I've never heard of Broken it's, Age. Broken it's Age the is the Kickstarter. Game. It's the Double Fine Kickstarter game. Oh, they just oh released, okay. They just released a proper trailer for it. Um. No, I hadn't. I, I I guess I had heard that it was the name of the game. You should watch a couple of seconds of it real quick. It looks pretty. It follows two people. One is a girl who lives on this island, and they've decided that she is going to be sacrificed to their god or something. And so she's trying to fight against like that destiny for her. And then the other side of it, it follows a boy in space that goes on adventures. And so it's like the two of their stories side by side. And the art is really cool looking. Yeah, no, I love this. That's yeah, awesome. they're leading, this is, yeah, the story of two parallel lives. But yeah, this is really interesting looking. That is some cool art. I'm glad they got yeah. so much money. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Makes you wonder what it, would have, what it would have been. I like at the end it says, brought to you by Double Fine and 90,000 of their closest friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cute. Did you guys see when um, Ron Gilbert left the things that Tim Schafer was tweeting? Where he was like, hey, Ron, how's it going Ron? today? Ron? 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 <laughs> yeah, and then he was like sitting here in Ron's office watching our new trailer for, for you know, or like watching a trailer for this or something like that. You know, like he just little jokes like that. It was really funny. Oh, you know what else is out in 2013 that we had we forgot about? Uh, Beyond Two Souls from the Quantum. Oh Dream yeah, Dice. that's. I'm excited to play that. Not going to be a day one. Yeah. That'll be another thing where I wait and try and spend like thirty bucks. Maybe I can on finagle it. that for Christmas or something. Yeah, yeah, that's one of those. Is like I probably won't pay my own money on it, but I'd get yeah. it with like gift card money or something. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of Tim Schafer, he is also quoted in the Ducktales remaster trailer, which I don't yes. know if you guys have Stop watched. Asking me for a quote. But yeah, so there's a Ducktales remastered coming out, and I I used to play the crap out of that game. Me too. All the time. Me and my brother used to rent it a lot and play it. My brother, yeah, he I think he actually had it, and whenever I would see him, I would I'd be like, I want to play Ducktales. Nice. Okay, well, I keep bringing up new topics that Mitch is probably just going to edit out anyway. So that's because I'm, gonna, I'm ruthless. Well, you don't talk, so you just think no one should talk. The next podcast is going to be ten seconds long, and Mitch is going to have edited out all the talking. So there, it'll just it'll just be me silence, and then just me going <laughs> dicks, and then the podcast will end. <laughs> All right, so you guys should follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash gamersushi. You should rate and review the podcast well on iTunes with many stars. Like, think all the stars. Mario 64 stars. Like, I am actually holding the next podcast hostage. If we don't get five stars on this podcast, I'm cutting it. Oh, just gone. Oh. You're going to do the dicks yep. thing. Oh, yeah. It'll be, it'll be Mitch's Canadian performance art. Yeah. 
We don't want that. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, on twitter.com slash Eddie Rivas. I am twitter.com slash unsquare. Twitter.com slash Anthony Taylor underscore. Twitter.com slash mi7ch. Nick doesn't get one. He wasn't <laughs> here. He wasn't here long enough. <laughs> twitter.com slash Nick Camardo. No, shut up. No, no, he, no, he, no you, he's got to learn. He's got to learn his lesson. He's, he's got to okay, learn. Mitch, Mitch someone, beep, beep out, beep out his, his Twitter name. There are can someone go down and hit him on the nose with a newspaper until yeah. he learns? I'm going to rub your nose in it, Mr. Camardo. He just does it for Jeepers. But yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys, for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Podcast. Bye.